we'll go now straight to the word of God. But before we read the word of God, shall we rise together and pray before we read the word of God from Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. Um, we'll read from verses 18 to 25. But before we read, let us pray. Father God, we come before your throne with reverence in our hearts because you are you are our good Lord, you are our Father, you are holy. And you've called us, Almighty God, to come together in this manner to worship you in sincerity of our hearts. And we pray now that you bless us as we listen to your holy scriptures. And we pray that you change us. We be doers of this word, not only listeners. I pray specifically, Almighty God, for myself. I'm just a vessel. Use me, King of Glory. Your word is already anointed. Help us not to be distracted by me because we are in your presence. I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You may get seated. I read now in the word, in the word from Exodus chapter 20, verses 18. To 25. Now I'm reading from New King James Version. Now all the people witnessed the thundering, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, You speak with us. And we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. Verse 20, and Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. May, I, may we read together verse 20 in any version, from Swahili to any version. And Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you, and, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. Hallelujah. I continue. So the people took, stood afar off, but Moses drew near to the, near the thick darkness where God was. Then the Lord said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, you have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make anything to be with me, to anything to be with me, gods of silver or gods of gold. You shall not make for, for yourselves. An altar of earth you shall make for me, and you shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings your sheep and your oxen, in every place where I record my name, 
I will come to you and I will bless you. Let's repeat this portion. I will come to you and I will bless you. Hallelujah. This God wants us blessed. And if you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hewn stone. For if you use your tool on it, you have profaned it. Um, I've entitled this message this morning that God demands true worship. God demands true worship. He demands it from, from his loving children. True worship. And Jesus, when he came, he said, true worshipers will worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. That is what God is, wants to speak to us this morning. Our God is a loving God. And the, the scriptures that I have read proceeds from the story of our forefathers, the Israelites, when he decided to uh, take them from the land of slavery, from Egypt, the land of slavery, to Canaan, a land that he said is a land flowing with milk and honey, a good land, so that they may not continue to be slaves. Hallelujah. God wants us to be free, but he demands something of worth from us, true worship. Hallelujah. Now, when I was looking at this uh, scripture, I, I decided I, I, to, to, to try to define worship. And what I found out from literature uh, is that worship is an art of attributing reverent honor and homage to God. Is the act of attributing reverent honor and homage to our God. In the New Testament, various words are used to refer to the term worship. One of those kind of terms is proskuneo, which is a Greek term, proskuneo. Can you say with me proskuneo? Yeah, let's speak Greek also this morning because our God is a God full of languages. Proskuneo. And this is a, um, a term, a Greek term, which means to bow down to God or kings. That act, that act of bowing down before kings, bowing down in reverence, in fear of God is known as proskuneo in Greek. And we know that the New Testament was mainly written in Greek because it was a time that the Greeks were, 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 were reigning the world of that time. And the word proskuneo is a term that comes from two ways. Pros, which means towards, and kuneo, which means kiss. 
kissing towards a king, towards our Lord. And uh, it explains more that in Greek it meant kneeling before the Lord. We saw the worship team here leading us to kneel. And we kneel to people whom we respect, who have who, re, who demands honor, kings, eh? in those times of when kings were, were leading nations or groups of people, they really knew how to go before their kings. They would, I, I hear some tribes, they would come crawling and kneeling for miles when they are visiting the, king, the king's place, palace, they would kneel until they reach the door. Then they would be welcomed. That is how they used to show reverence to their kings. I don't know where the Chagas used also to, to kneel because up to now we don't know how to kneel. <laughs> but I think they used to kneel forcefully in those days. But tribes like, like Nyakusa, they, they, up to now they know how to kneel. To elders, to people they respect, they kneel before them when they greet. Even husbands and wives, good for those who married in Yakusa. But for, 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 for some, like my husband, <laughs> I don't know whether he was expecting, he never told me that he expected me to kneel. But I kneel from my heart when I go before him. And that is the most important part of, it, of kneeling. There's the physical part of it, but then we, there is a, the heart, the attitude part of kneeling, showing respect, reverence. I respect you, sir. No marrying a chaga to him was a really test because when he told his father that I'm, I'm engaged to a chaga girl, he was given a big stop. It might have been red one. Why? Because his dad explained, the chagas, you know how they love money. And they love themselves. They, you will build in their, in their home instead of building in our home area. But he explained, no, this girl is born again. <laughs> and the father wouldn't understand what is being born again. So he would say, no, 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 no. I know the Chagas, they are all the same. Whether they are born again, they are not, I don't understand. But, but he stood firm and here I am. Now, let's go back to our text. Kneeling before the Lord. He demands worship. He demands true worship, sincere worship. And as I've said, this term... Proskuneo was explaining, was giving meaning to several Hebrew terms, which I'm going to show right now. The first one is zamar, making music accompanied by strings, zamar. The second one is halal. It's a Hebrew word term for crazy, exuberant praise. And the third one is shabash. Loud praise. Did we praise the Lord this morning with loud voices? And I thank God we don't have first-time visitors. They might have been 
scared of that. And the fourth one is Tehila, which means song of praise. You praise the, the king. The fifth one is Yada, which means we have Yada in our praise team. Just in case you are not told the meaning of, the, of your name is, it means extending the hands in thanksgiving and praise. You extend your hands. It's a sign of surrendering to this God. We don't just extend, hand, extend hands for no reason. We tell God we surrender everything to you. Hallelujah. Another one is Tawada, which is thanks offering, thanks offering. And we have Barak kneeling before God in humble submission. So the art is shown outwardly, but actually the real worship is done in our hearts. Hallelujah. We cannot come here and just jump, jump, jump mechanically without giving the meaning from down inside our hearts. That is what God demands from as his children. And from the text that we read, if we may go back also, we see God explaining explicitly that from verse 20, chapter 20, verse 20, he says, And Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. He wanted from us a sense of fear. And not that kind of fear that we fear people who, who, who wants to abuse us. <laughs> it's not that kind of fear. It's a, an awe. Giving reverence. Heshima. Hallelujah. Sio fear, hope wili ya kuogopa ya kiswahili kusema na mogopa mzee fulani yule ni mchawi na mogopa. Not that one. Na kwanza atupasi kuogopa wachawi. We are not called to fear witches and witchcraft and all that stuff. But in many cases you hear people, oh no, I don't go through this road. That house has a witch. No, I don't cross there. I'm afraid. I might meet this and that. <laughs> God is looking for, and, 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 and according to this text, because Moses saw that when God came to the mountain and spoke to his people, they trembled, it is written, they trembled and they were afraid. And they even said, you Moses, just talk to this God yourself. We cannot come near him. We don't want to hear him speak to us. He speak to you and then you speak to us. Because we are afraid he might crush us. <laughs> That's the kind of fear they had. And nowadays we see people who fear God in that kind of fear. Some of them, I remember I invited others to church the other time. And they said, oh. How can we come to your church and meet your God? Your God is too demanding. He demands holiness and I know I'm not holy. He said, yeah, yeah, you will be led to, I can lead you to repent and God will forgive you. And I say, no, 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 maybe other time. I know I have sins. But actually, God wants 
and demands reverent fear from his people. We are not to just get used of God and live anyhow. He wants us to know that he's a holy God and he demands reverence. He demands the holy fear. Hallelujah. And Moses told them clearly that do not be afraid. He has come to you. He is speaking to you so that you may know how powerful he is. So that you may know his power. You may know that he is an omnipresent, omnipotent. He has good power to heal you. He has power to love you. He knows your name. He knows every one of you because he created you. Hallelujah. He, he needs, he demands sense of awe in our worship. And in this New Testament era, all of us know how we met God when we truly repented of our sins. When we were forgiven our sins, we know how he revealed it to us as a holy father, a loving father. And peace came down into our hearts. I don't know your experience, but I've heard many testimonies. People say, the peace that came into my heart when I first encountered God, I, I don't want to live away from that peace. And if you have not encountered this love of God, if you have not repented of your sins, if you have not met God, today make a decision. Hallelujah. It's an opportunity. You say, no, no, no. I don't know this God you are speaking about. And there are people who would say, I've, I've, I've repented many times and <laughs> this God doesn't reveal to me. Maybe he doesn't love me. Because when I hear testimonies of others, they speak about God. They saw, they touched God, whom they, they, they continue to uh, commune every day. They talk about the God who visits them and speaks to them. But I don't know why he doesn't speak to me. He is reminding us today. He demands true Worship. We should come to him as a good God, loving God, but who demands holiness because the first thing that he does to us when we truly repent of our sins is he transforms us. He gives us then another name which is called holy people. You are holy people, holy nation, people belonging to God. And, he, and Peter continues to say, in those days you were not his people. When you were living in sin, you were separated to, uh, from him. But now that you have repented, and true repentance is only God who knows it. Hallelujah. If we truly repent, if we truly mean that we want to turn back from sinful tendencies, he sees 
He knows it. And he will come to us, speak to us, live with us, and commune with us, and we will be his children. In John chapter 1 verse 12, we all know this verse. John wrote through the Holy Spirit that whoever comes to him, he gives power. He transforms them to be his children. Isn't that true, my fellow brothers and sisters? Yeah, he gives us power to be transformed, to be, he, to be like him. So God demands a sense of awe when we come to him to worship him. Number two, he wants us to know that he is holy. And he, has, he had said clearly, to his children, the Israelites, Abraham descendants, and we are Abraham descendants by faith, through, through, through faith. When we accepted Jesus, who is, who is actually a descendant of Abraham, we became grafted to that branch of Abraham's descendants. And we are fellow children of God together with Abraham descendants. Hallelujah. And that blessing belongs to us. So he, he wants us to know that he wants holiness. He demands holiness. Not because we have to really work on it to be holy. <laughs> Before I was born, born again, I remember I, was, I heard for the first time about salvation when I went to secondary school. Although I was a Christian, but it was not told, not, neither taught that much that you can be born again. And uh, when I heard the term for the first time, I was in secondary school and I was asking myself, really? The way I sin in choir, I'm not born again? I go to fellowships every day, am I not born again? I do this and that. We don't receive this holiness by acts of service to God. It's through repentance. True repentance. And we all know that those who are born again. It's when we meant that we want to change. We don't want to live in sin anymore. And we saw ourselves as true sinners. If you don't see yourself as a sinner, you cannot repent. Hallelujah. And after repentance, when I decided to give my life to Jesus while I was in secondary school, I know it is grace. It did not come out of my works. Neither did you receive salvation because you were a good churchgoer, choir member. Prayer, what, 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 what. But all of us, young and old, small, tall, whatever color, red, white, and you know, we have many colors of people under the sun. All of us come to God through repentance. Hallelujah. When we reach a place, we hear good news that Jesus sent, came to save us from our sins. That's when we reciprocate, we 
ask God to come into our hearts and to forgive us from our sins. Now, from that time, God demands that we continue to live holy lives. And John writes in 1 John, first episodes of John, chapter 1, verse 9, that if we say we are not, we, we don't sin, we lie. But when we sin, and he was speaking to the born again here, if we sin, we have a father whom, when we repent, he forgives us again. So we don't deliberately go on sinning because you know, our father forgives us when we sin. <laughs> Is he talking about that kind of life? No. But sometimes, because we are living under this sinful world, we interact and we buy and sell in this world which is full of sin, sometimes we stumble. God calls us to repent and to confess our sins one to another. Husband and wives, children to their fathers, fathers to their children. I remember one time our son made us repent. <laughs> For those who know him, don't tell him because he's not here. He told us, no, you punished me. But actually, I did not do that. I did not commit that act. So you did, not, you did not do the right thing to me. And we, were, we tried to, to make our faces look firm. He said, no, you must have, you committed it. He said, no, 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 I didn't. We looked at each other and we said, here, we have to repent. So parents, don't be afraid to repent to your children. And to confess that as a human being, I made a mistake. We did that and peace came again. Hallelujah. The good thing about repentance, when we repent, we get peace. The fruit of the spirit from Galatians 6, 22. We get it back. And life continued. <laughs> we, have been, we have been doing several marriage seminars. And there are tribes. I remember one day we went to a certain church and we were rebuked. A man stood up and said, a man to repent to a woman? Who told you? Men don't make mistakes. And we didn't stop. We continued to say, this is the word of God, you know. We either abide to the word of God or we die. I don't know whether he changed, but I thank God I know them. They live far away from here, but I meet them from time to time. They are still going on well with their marriage. I believe he reached a place and, and, and decided to repent. Number three, God demands pure hearts, pure altars. We look, we can see that in, in verses 24 of the same chapter. He said to Moses, An altar of earth you shall make for me, and you shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. Before I go to this point of, of God demanding <clears throat> pure altars, he demands offerings from us as part of worship. Hallelujah. We worship him through our praise 
extension of our hands, bowing down, but we go with offerings, with reverence to God. Just in case you are one of those who jumps a lot, claps a lot, kneels a lot, but he also demands, together with our inner worship, he demands offerings. Say together with me, offerings. Yeah, and the, the place where, uh, as according to our year, this year 2022, uh, theme of fruitfulness and increasing, God demands us to increase in our worship, to multiply the way we worship him, but accompanied, accompanied together with this physical and spiritual worship is also offerings, is increasing and multiplying in how we give offerings to our God. Tell your neighbor, how do you offer offerings to God? Most of us were raised in a culture where we give the leftovers. Where I grew up, I don't know even how God blessed us with whatever we call blessings. Eh, the, the, the material things, houses and all that. But I remember when someone goes to the shop, we had a place where we put the, the leftovers, the change. And on Sunday, every child is told to go, go there where we keep our change. Take your sufficient change and go to church, to Sunday school. That's how we lived. And we, some of us, even when we are born again, we keep that culture. Where have we come to the church? And the fathers and mothers, they look, they mean seriousness. When they are telling about, um, they, they are they're giving their children uh, money for taking to Sunday offering. But nowadays at City Harvest, if you are a kind of dad, you are that kind of dad, your child will tell you what it means to offer to God. Because they are taught, you come with something rich, a sacrifice, is something given out of, of a desire to worship this good God who has given us life. Is life something small? Who has created the heavens and the earth? Is that something small? Who has given us strength to acquire wealth? Is that something small? And you, if you want to know how people have the nature of God, go close to people who are praying. Those who are in deep morning prayers. You will hear things they, they mention in their prayers. God, give me a good wife, a good husband. Give me a good uh, car. And they, sometimes they mention the names. <laughs> I'm not good in naming cars, in the names of, of cars. I'm not good in that. They even mentioned names of houses they want. I want a story building God. How can I continue to live? All my neighbors are living in story. <laughs> Homes. Remember me, God. We want good big things. It's not bad. That is the nature of our God. Hallelujah. So you are praying godly. But then, how do you reciprocate that in, your, in our giving? 
Do we give God the leftovers? There was one time I was taught about giving and it sank into my heart. That person knew how to teach. <laughs> he said, look at yourself. When you go for shopping, shopping, women, we know ourselves how we shop. And men, they know it when they go for building materials. Me and my husband, normally we don't go for shopping <laughs> together. Because he likes the building materials and I like other things. So when I ask him, please tell, send me today, I'm going for shopping. He asked me, where and what are you going to shop? When I start mentioning, you know, I need another dress and I need uh, shoes. He say, you have a lot already. And I say, no, I, I don't, these ones are now, I don't like them, no. I want uh, another color. He will say, I give you money, my wife go. But one day I, I managed to convince him. We went from one shop. I looked, I didn't find another one. The third one, and he said, you know what? Have your peace. Move until you shop until you drop, but I cannot call tolerate. <laughs> And sometimes he would, he would skip my shop, he will go to a building shop. You know, he's a builder. Hey, that, that one, that uh, building, what, 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 that one is good. And you see, the price is, is good. And I'm looking at, who is interested in building? We have a house. We have a house. We have two. Why are you still building? That's how we are made. Hallelujah. But we have to reach a place where I agree with his shopping and he agrees with my shopping because God made us different. Husbands and wives, don't quarrel over that. <laughs> take it as a challenge sometimes. Take her. Move around with her. <laughs> it's a plus point. <laughs> because someone said, a happy wife makes life good. But if we have a wife who is hearted in, his, in her heart, the food will not be good. Children will be scolded all around and, and other things. And, and the women, they know it. When you have a, a happy husband, so sometimes I take him for building materials and I'm like, let me just contain myself because I don't want him angry. <laughs> <laughs> so buy blocks, buy cement and then he's happy and I'm also happy I pretend but it, 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 it makes a lot of difference in our home so this God our God demands good offerings stop taking change to offer to God when we go shopping we take bonds of money and we take our, our cards so that just in case the money doesn't, is not sufficient, we go to bank, we buy. We, we take some more money. But when we go to Sunday, that's when people empty their pockets and they put sufficient, at least for two kinds of offering. The third one, that is too much. And God, you know I don't have, but you left it at, at home. <laughs> it's good to have a practice whereby we separate our offerings we know what happened to Abel and Cain. 
One offering was accepted, the other one was rejected by God. This God looks, and we know how Jesus also looked at, at one offering uh, session, and it is written in the Bible. It is not about the amount. It is the attitude of heart. Hallelujah. A certain woman just offered coins. Is it 10, two coins or what? At least very small amount at the, 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 the eyes of people. And Jesus commended that woman. He said, she has offered all that she had. But when other people were coming with notes, red, 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 red. And they were holding so that people see. <laughs> Jesus looked at them and said, you left all at home and then you are pretending that you have given much. So let us check our motives in giving. Hallelujah, church. He demands new natural things. He, he, told, them, he told Moses, don't crave the stones, if you are, just in case you are using stones. Don't put your energy craving them. Just put mud on an altar that is not done by hands of men. Because when you put your energy, too much energy in craving it, then you boast. You say, you know what? It took me really time to build for the altar of God. And then God does not accept such altars. In our life today, it is like when we take all what we have so that we may see, be seen by the pastor and the deacons to know that we have given the best. The attitude itself before God is not right. But he demands good offerings, prepared offerings, well kept. You, we bring to God after worshiping him, praising him, then we give our offerings, telling him, Lord, we thank you for the health that you gave us and the strength to acquire wealth that comes from you. Hallelujah. God demands that very much. We want to increase, to be fruitful, to multiply in the way we worship this holy God of ours. At City Harvest, City Harvest Church is known for a good praise team. Hongereni sana. It is known for a good, well-trained worship team. And you know what? Yesterday we had a wonderful experience of uh, the glory of God filling this temple as they, the, the praise team was practicing here. I was preparing myself in, in another room and it's like the Holy Spirit told me because I heard people who were singing in the language that I know, they changed to the language that I don't, I, I don't know. They were speaking in tongues and I said, no, let me go and watch. I came around and I couldn't contain myself. <laughs> I went somewhere there and I also knelt before the Lord and it took time. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. We should not take it lightly. But then God demands from within us, true worshipers, holy people, set apart for him. And who knows the greatness of this God, down deep from their hearts. And 
living such lives for him. Because our lives speak a lot. Jesus told the disciples, you are the salt of the world. Are you salt in, where, in the area that you live? Do people want to know more about your life? Or they are scared by the kind of, of, of a person that you are. What about in our working environment? What about in our schools? Do they ask us, what is the secret of your life? He demands true worshipers. And let us increase this year, 2022, by knowing God more. Our LP taught us the keys to unlock our blessings. Prayer. Let us pray according to his will. Hallelujah. And not just claim it and have it. There are people who are running from place to place, claiming and having it, but they don't have. We see them living the same lives. But there are others. Also in those circles, <laughs> they testify, you know the key you gave me? The moment I went to my office, I was given a car. We hear such stories. But Jesus told, no, it was Jeremiah. If you look, you, you read about the lamentations of Jeremiah. He cried before God because he said, God, I see people who don't know you. They are the ones who are prosperous. And sometimes they mock us. He explained and said, you, even their faces, they look brighter. But God told him, look at their end. Angalia mwishowao. God wants us to have prosperity God's way. To worship God's way. To come to him with reverence. To live the, the, the life that is not seen the right way. What do you do in secret? Our God, you cannot, and we cannot hide from him. Hallelujah. We can hide from everybody else, everyone else, and pretend that we are the expected kind of person. But God cannot, cannot be hid anything. His eye runs all over the world. He is full in your house, in your home. He is full in your working place. He is full in whatever kind of transport you take. In our buses, in our whatever transport station that we go, sometimes we go throughout the, 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 the day without testifying to a single neighbor that we sat together with. Maybe going to, to town or living together in our offices, we say these, they are very hard. They are, I think they are destined for, for hell. Who told you? We are not to judge. We are asked to give, to testify to them because we were no better than them. We are witness. We were no better than them. That's why we got saved. No, 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 no. We are all sinners. We, we are all sinners, but saved by grace. Let us arise. As we come to an end of today's reading,
our God is a holy God. Let us make up our mind today to worship him in spirit and in truth and to give offering, to give best offerings before him because everything belongs to him. Hallelujah. Everything belongs to him. We belong to him. We are saved by grace. We live by grace. No moment goes before us by our own strength. But it is through his grace. Let us learn and teach our children the same. Hallelujah. May God help us to really increase in worshiping and giving him true worship. Because our God is a loving God. He heals us. He gives us many gifts. He gives us friends. That's why when we come together, you see your friend, just, they just smile at you and you are blessed already. Hallelujah. There are people when I meet myself in, in a worship like this, I just look at them and I'm blessed. That's how our God is. Can we give us a worship as we contemplate this word? in our hearts. I'm not going to call anybody in front this time. Just between you and God. Tell him what are the plans you have to increase and multiply in this year 2022. We have 13 decade years of, of revival. Are you expecting, are you planning to change in the way we worship him? Are you planning anything for the 13 years of TAG revival. Tell it before the Lord. Hallelujah. come to you lightly I have made a decision 
to improve and change my giving, my offerings before you. I've made a, I have made a decision to respect you, to revere you because you are my holy God. Hallelujah. Talk to him. Tell him your plans. Ask for help from the Holy Spirit because we can do nothing without his help. But mean it in your heart to change. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. thank you because your word has come. We have heard your word and it's my prayer that each one of us take it seriously because you don't speak to us in vain. When you speak, you mean it. And help us, almighty God, each one of us to take action, to deliberately make decision for change that the year 2022 will be a true year of, of multiplication and increase in the way we worship you with our substance and with our hearts and our bodies. We offer our bodies as a sacrifice to you to live holy lives and to continue to do so and to multiply in telling good news to those who are in darkness because you don't want any one of us to die in sin. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord.